and good morning, Newburn, and welcome to City Talk Live with Lee and Serena. <coughs> Happy Friday, welcome. It's a great day to talk Newburn, and we are here coming to you live on 94.1 WNBU. Yeah, and we're having a great day here today. If WNBU. If you have to get to work and listen to us online or wherever you're at, we are at talknewburn.net. You can like us on Facebook, which we hope you will, at Talk Newburn. Follow us on Twitter at Talk Newburn, and email us. Today, we really want you to email us because we're going to have a great discussion after our first break. And so that email is citytalk at talknewburn.net. It's been a busy week, hasn't it? been a really, really busy week. I have week. to admit, I'm a little tired today. Well, hey, and, <laughs> and I, I don't like to admit that. It's a little awkward this morning because I'm holding the microphone in my extremely large hands, and it, it just feels like a... It feels a little crazy. We got Denny Booker in here this morning. We're going to be talking after the break about the vote, um, the Connect NC bond. It's a $2 billion bond that's going to be voted on in the primaries. So um, Denny was telling me off the air earlier, if you don't know about the bond, most, most people who don't know about bonds will vote yes on it for some reason. Well, we're going we're gonna to talk both sides of it, so in the next thing. But look... Did you read the paper? The, the copy on, news? I, no. Because I have the copy news. news right here in Monday, front of me. I'm ready. <laughs> Monday's paper was a lot of fun. What? Did you read that about when yes means no or was it no or was it yes? I got to, you know, I kind of. Um, oh, it was, it, it was like a, it was like a, it was better than a Saturday Night Live skit. You know why? <laughs> because there was an, there was an actual end. A lot of those skits on Saturday Night Live don't have an end. But if you, if you get a chance, and I will give a shout out to Mayor Outlaw. Um, that was great entertainment the other night. Go to CTV3 and watch the You're watch. The, so no, I'm not. I'm serious. I was <laughs> at least there. At least they brought some joy to my life. They nobody knew what they were voting on. It, it um, people were voting yes when they meant no. And Sabrina, it, it was it was actually wonderful theater. Well, you know, I understand. I'm gonna, you know, let's. I like to take things apart, and I do understand when you make what's called a negative motion. It is difficult sometimes unless you're paying attention. So here's a piece of property that the city has had an offer on. They need to decide if they're going to sell it. Alderman Outlaw, I mean uh, Alderman Odom, says, "I make a motion that we do not accept the offer." Okay, do not. So which means a yes vote would agree with Alderman Odom's motion. So he makes the motion. Alderman Kinsey, immediately, I second that motion. Well, when you second a motion, it means you're in favor of it, I would think. So here comes the vote. You know, here comes Blackston. Yes. I guess Taylor and Scheibel were absent because they, they were not there. The mayor, no. because So obviously the mayor got it. Johnny Ray, no. Okay, well, wait a minute. Alderman you just Kinsey, seconded you it. Just, you just seconded it, but your vote, no. Well, that's right. Uh, well... I'm not sure. Bernard White goes, I'm confused. That was the and, most honest thing that, anybody could have said. Let me tell you something. Alderman White is the most honest person you could ever want to know. But, And, you know, it, it went downhill from there. Again, you know, what the mayor should have done is the mayor should have stopped the proceedings at that point and said, okay, ladies and gentlemen, we have a, we have a motion on the table, um, and obviously – Something's wrong here. Uh, Alderman Odom, would you please withdraw that motion and let's go ahead and make a positive motion, which would be, uh, is there anybody here who would make a motion to 
you know, go forward with the sale. That is how they could have turned that around. Well, the problem, the problem is, and it it exemplifies. (laughs) It was really funny. The problem is, and it exemplifies a larger problem with that board is that um, they're sneaky. They try to sneak things in. They're no, it's true. Dana has been an alligator of uh, alderman or the mayor mayor has been an alligator of gotcha (laughs) politics. He always tries to sneak something in at the last minute. And when you try to sneak things by people, especially uh, someone like Johnny Ray Kinsey, who's not the brightest thing in the world, you will confuse him. I'm sorry. Johnny Ray Kinsey used to ask me, hey, can you read this for me? Can you explain this to me? It's like, no, you're an alderman. Figure it out for yourself. I'm not going to well, tell you how to vote. I think it's, it was but interesting. But when you're sneaky, this was, is what happens. You know, it was it was something that really caught my attention. But anyway, we, we'll be talking more city um, in our later segments. Can we talk about the trash meeting too? Yeah, we'll talk about that in our later segments because when we, when we, uh, in our second segment, not our next segment, our second one, we're going to talk about the difference between a redneck and a good old boy. The mayor tells us per, that. Per our mayor. So, um, we will, uh, we'll come back to that, but everybody get, get some coffee. When we come back, we're going to be talking connect NC bond with the state of North Carolina. We'll be right back. And good morning. You're back here live high atop the Omarks building on a beautiful, sunny, sunny, sunny day out in Newburgh, uh, North are you Carolina. Are flopping again after last night? I don't want to hear any of this I'll tell you, you say I'll tell you last do another. It is not sunny. Outside it is today. sunny. It's always sunny in my mind in, in okay. Newburgh, North Carolina. I did not let my kids watch that debate last night because I didn't want them going to school today getting in trouble. Okay, that's good. But let's move on to our topic because we're going to get some the Connect and discussion. Yeah. You know, um, I want to... Um, Welcome everybody to uh, talk new uh, to City Talk and look get involved in the discussion and go ahead you can email us at citytalk at talknewburn.net we are coming live stream to you on talknewburn.net and we're on ninety four point one WMBU but uh, today we're talking about the Connect NC bond which will help fund infrastructure for our universities, community colleges, water and sewer, National Guard, state parks. The zoo. And, well, it's part of our state parks. And I'd like to welcome our guest today, and that is Matthew Heeb. He is the field director for Connect NC Committee. Matthew, welcome to City Talk. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. Matthew Hebb. Okay. I apologize. You know, I'm from New York and we only have Italian names up there. So it gets difficult for me sometimes, but, um, welcome. And tell, can you just, you know, just give us a brief summary of what the connect NC bond is. Well, sure. Um, the connect NC bond is a $2 billion infrastructural bond. It includes projects for every single community college in the state of North Carolina. Um, the universities, I'll have some major projects, things like the Plant Sciences Initiative at NC State um, are all included in the bond, as well as projects from the National Guard Building Readiness Centers, uh, water and sewer projects throughout the state and in smaller communities. Uh, the war- it, it represents the largest investment <coughs> excuse me, of agriculture in the state of North Carolina's history from, from the government side, and it includes money for the parks and the zoo. Um, lots of different improvements to things like shelters, and in the zoo's case, uh, the ability to upgrade and uh, take take care of uh, replacing and taking down a pavilion. But um, it's it's a lot of different things, and the, the goal of it is to help with economic development throughout the state of North Carolina, help keep us competitive, invest in infrastructure while we have 
lowest interest rates. Uh, our state has AAA bond ratings, so has the ability to take advantage of those low interest rates. And because we're able to take advantage of those low interest rates, uh, there won't be a tax increase required for passage of this bond. Okay, I think we can all agree that the you know infrastructure and building up our state's a good thing. I think the problem comes down when we when when we have to pay for it, and that. Um, we have a former alderman, Denny Booker, in here this morning. He has some questions, so I'm going to hand it off. I'm going to hand off the mic to uh, Denny Booker. Thanks, Lee. Uh, one of, what we're doing here is is a positive thing, and and I haven't made my mind up yet how I'm going to vote. Uh, the, the question I have is how is this bond paid back? Over what period of time? And uh, do we do we have to uh, increase our taxes to do that? Where is it being paid back, or what is it being back paid back from? Where is the money coming from to pay this All bond? All questions. Um, the bond money is not free, and uh, you'll hear some folks throw around that, you know, oh, people think bond money is free. No, it's not free. But we have a part of our state budget, to answer your question, how it's paid back. There's a part of our state budget that handles debt service. It's been there. It will continue to be there. It is in our state budget, which is capped at $21.3 billion. Uh, roughly currently, I want to say it's around 4% of our budget is handling debt service. Now, this will continue to be the case. We've done such a great job of paying down debt, and we haven't taken a general obligation bond in 16 years in the state. As a result, there is room in our debt capacity in the budget so that we can add some more debt through a bond. The thing is, is that this particular bond would come in at a very affordable rate, and that's why it would be able to be done with no tax increases, is not only because we pay down our debt, but because interest rates are low, it fits into our state budget very well. Um, as far as how long it'll be to pay back, um, I believe it's statutorily required at 40 years, uh, but typically it's so your uh, your opinion is that within 20 years we would pay this back. Uh, the governor was so here. That is my opinion, and that is based off of the looking back at history and how we've done with these sort of things. And another thing to point out is that by all estimations on both of the studies that were done on this, that within five years we'll actually, within five years of passage, we'll actually have a lower debt load in this state than we would today, even passing this bond. The governor, uh, Governor McCrory, was here this week in New Bern on Tuesday and spoke. And, of course, he's very much in favor of this bond. He, he gave us all the positives for it. Uh, one of the things that I did like that he said was that it's the focus for the schools is to prepare our students for jobs for the future, and that specifically was science, math, and other, other things in that area. One of my concerns is when you take a large amount of money to throw into infrastructure. Um, my mind goes back about five or six years to a federal program that our uh, current president put in place, and it was to, to uh, improve our roads, bridges, et cetera. There was an awful lot, a tremendous amount of corruption in that program. And I guess my question then becomes, how do we manage this? How do we manage this massive amount of money and these massive, this massive, for our state, amount of projects? 
that are going to uh, they're going to result if this bond is approved. Well, you have to bear in mind that um, the program at the federal level. I, I can't really speak much to except for the fact that I had an opinion about it at the time too, and I I I echo your opinion on that. I'll just leave it at that. Um, this is a lot different. Uh, these programs are outlined. They're all known what known entities. Uh, for instance, it's like a, I'll just use a couple of different examples. Like the plant sciences building at NC State. They know what they want. They know what they're wanting to build. They know where they're building it. They've been raising money on their own. That's actually another thing worth pointing out is the universities have all been raising their own money uh, towards a lot of these bigger projects. For example, NC State. So they have skin in the game. It's not like we're paying the entire bill. Uh, so that's one thing, because the universities themselves that have put in their own resources and capital into this have the incentive to make sure that these projects get completed with the state money. For another thing, when these folks take these bond monies, they're obligated to build what they are told that they're what they're paying, what they're going to use them for. I mean, can I, can I, let me cut in? Let me cut in right there with that, because I was at the Reagan Day dinner on I think that was Monday this week, and. Uh, I was talking to the folks from the from the Taxpayers Association, and they and they told me that at the end of the bond, there's a disclaimer that says, "All right, these are the programs that are outlined on this on this sheet are just guidelines, and that at the and that they're not set in stone." You're, you're talking about the reallocation provision. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Actually, I'll give you an example of why that's there. Um, Wake Tech, say uh, right up the street from where I'm talking to you from. Say they want to build a building across the street from their campus, okay, in the bond there. They make plans to do so. And then right before that building gets uh, put under contract, the person that they're going to buy the land from decides to sell it to somebody else. They have got to be able to change the course of what they're going to do. So that is why that's there, so that if the course of something needs to change or there's unforeseen circumstances. That said, that has to go through two different levels. That not only has to be uh, the reallocation has to be approved by the school, but the reallocation also has to be approved by the state. It's not like they could just, you know, willy-nilly change their mind about something like that. Yeah. And, you know, Matthew, there's some of the comments I've had, you know, is people, well, I don't want my money going to build, you know, a stadium at Chapel Hill, and I don't want Chapel Hill using it for liberal, <laughs> for liberal professors or whatever, you know. Uh, I've heard a lot of that comment, and, you know, from my understanding of it and reading it, it is very specific, and none of that will go to, you know, swimming pools or student centers or anything like that. These are these are things that are going to help the future of North Carolinians. And, you know, I got I have to give a shout out for East Carolina because that's my job. Um, and they're going to do, you know, a biotech building. And there's so many things that East Carolina is doing to impact the region of, of Eastern North Carolina. They, they, it's just amazing how they reach beyond their student population. You know, they were a help to Lee and I when we were in office coming down here trying to solve some of the problems that we have that we don't have the funds to do. And they are, you know, above and beyond that educating teachers, 
and doctors and dentists and, and construction management people and all of these people that are truly out there impacting our region every day. So to me, there is no way we could have gotten the money at that school to build that building either, you know, once a year coming to the legislature or every other year saying, okay, we need this, we need that. This way we can get this stuff done. It takes forever. Yeah, and this allows us to do those sort of things, and I agree with you. I mean, the, the economic, I mean, we have to think about it from this perspective. A lot of people have been coming at me, you know, from different sides of this, and they're talking to me so much about, you know, how it gets paid back, and, and I feel like I've covered that, but I think that it's important to note the benefits of this. It's not as though we're paying for nothing. We are paying for massive investments in the state's infrastructure, and many of which are going to pay very rapid dividends to the state. Um, the sheer revenue that can be generated by students who are able to go out to the tax base and earn more because they're trained properly. I mean, look at the community colleges and what they're training people to do. I'll give an example over in Burke County, which is on the other side of the state, but just to make the point, they're building a mechatronics lab as part of their component of the bond. And the reason they're doing this is because local local businesses there want to employ people to work heavy industrial machinery, and they're having to bring people in from out of state to do it. They want to train kids in that community and make those, be able to take those jobs. Those are jobs that are ready to go. They exist in the community. They pay higher than the median income in that county. And those become taxpayers that are investing in their own community. And that's why those statistics you hear so frequently for every dollar we invest in our community colleges, we get $9 back. I don't know if I believe, you know, that it's always that wide of a margin, but it, it is a huge margin that you get back from every dollar you put into community colleges. Well, the, the, let, me, let, me just, let me just get back to that one question that I was having. Um, the question is, you know, a lot of people are concerned that you, you, write, a, you write a check, um, you give a check for $2 billion to a bunch of politicians, and uh, no, I'm serious. It's, you give a, a $2 billion to a bunch of politicians, and you, you said that there's procedures about, you know, the, that the things that are outlined right now are pretty much set in stone. But how likely is it that once they get this money that, that they'll, they'll use it for other purposes? And, I mean, what, what assurance does, does the public have that the money won't be used for other purposes? Well, uh, I would, like I said, I mean, there's two different levels of, of approval that are required before something like that can happen too. I mean, in a lot of cases, these are projects, they're in a long-term strategic plan of these schools and universities. And mind you, for instance, like the allocation in terms of, you know, all of this was done with formulas that were designed to make sure that need was where this money was going. I, I don't think that there's any other way to really address that other than to say that, you know, it, it, there's there's required levels of approval that have to go through. All right, I, let me, let me, let me and, give and, you... And one other thing I'd like to point out, though, is that we have to think also, too, about this legislature, this governor, this lieutenant governor, that they have done such a fantastic job of being fiscally responsible with our funds and cutting our taxes. They've been working to pay off our debt, and they have demonstrated time and time again over the last several years now, a couple of, you know, several years now, that they're very serious about being good stewards of our resources. And I don't believe this is any exception. And that's why I don't, that's why I believe that so many 
uh, legislators and, you know, the governor stand behind this program. Right. Well, I look at it, you know, I've said, too, I look at it like buying a house. Not, you know, I would say the super majority of citizens in this state could not go out and buy a home without getting a mortgage because we don't have that surplus of cash where we could go out and buy a house, even if it's a, you know, a hundred thousand dollar house or whatever. And, you know, you've got to go out, you've got to borrow the money, you make debt service over your years and you know what your debt capacity is. It's the same thing in business. You know, um, you want to invest in property, you want to buy, buy property, do anything. You've got to, you know, take from your assets and you invest in the future. And that's the way I look at it. It was, it was pretty simple to me, but I'm going to let Denny come back at you. Yeah, Matthew, um, a, a question. If someone in Craven County, which is obviously where we're located, wants to know, uh, I'm looking at the, uh, the list of, of county uh, community colleges and, and how much is going to be allocated. Uh, it looks like Craven Community College is going to get about five million dollars, a little over five million dollars. How okay. can how can we determine? Uh, how can the public find out what that five million dollars is going to go for here? In, in Absolutely, that's a great question. Um, this question has been brought up because you know in the universities, this was outlined. You know the, the it was specific, right? There. The community colleges. Um, every single one that I've spoken to has a direct plan. Um, in fact, I haven't talked to a single one that doesn't. Contact community college, literally contact the administration of the community college and just ask them, you know, what are some of the things that you're going to be doing with that money? And as a, you know, as a citizen, you know, leading into the vote, you know, call them, ask them, because that's what they're, each community college has a plan, and I don't have their plan in front of me, uh, but they all do have one. And they can tell you the different strategic things that they want to do with that money, and probably more money than exists, and I'll tell you, our community colleges, um, People on both sides of this issue agree that our community colleges are very responsible with what they do with their infrastructural spending. And so um, well, I, I, I assure that you will have uh, an answer that is to your satisfaction. Well, I do want all our listeners to know out there, too, that resolutions have been passed in support of the bond by our local chamber, by, of course, the Community College Board of Trustees, by ACT, which is Allies for Cherry Points tomorrow. Um, I don't know if our... our our mayor or any of those have passed resolutions. Swiss Bear Board has passed it, resolutions. So, you know, there's a good part of our community in strong support of this. And, um, you know, the community college here is going to be, the bulk of that money will go in Havelock into the tech center that they're, they're trying to do there in support of Cherry Point. That's why it's so important for ACT to support it because they are, they are helping train technical people to work on board the base. We'll also get some um, upgrades and things we need at the main campus in New Bern. Just uh, for the public, if, if you haven't seen this list, it looks like some of the, the smaller community colleges are going to get in the two to three million range. A couple of them are getting in the eight, nine, ten million dollar range. Uh, Craven is getting five million. So we're kind of in the middle of the pack there. The last thing I would say then is that it's really important, I think, for the, for the public to, before you go vote, and hopefully all of you are going to go vote. But before you go vote, you need to do a little homework on this if you have not made your mind up. Uh, I, as Lee said at the beginning, I was told this week that the average voter going in who knows nothing about a bond typically votes yes. 
I found that interesting. So I guess, Matthew, your goal would be you would hope that most people don't know anything because they're all going to they're all going to go to quite the contrary my goal is to try to inform as many people as i can no i I understand that (laughs) i'm kidding when i say that but it is it it was interesting to me to hear that most people vote yes when they when they haven't really studied the situation yeah but it's also important to note a lot of people skip things too i i'd hate to see that i want people to have their say yeah Yeah. i I think that's my point everybody should should and go. Also, should vote number right. one and number two. Do their homework before they vote. Right. And one last comment. You know, we talked about the universities, community colleges, but this also is going to help for some water and sewer infrastructure that some of these smaller communities cannot pay for, and it's also more importantly going to help to upgrade some of our national guard facilities. You know, we are sending our national guards uh, uh, people to you know Iraq to Afghanistan. And these people are out there fighting on the fronts for us, and we need to upgrade their facilities and make sure they have what they need in order to get out there and, and protect not only our country, uh, not only our state, because they're out there for hurricanes and floods and storms and all of that, but when they go overseas as well. So, I mean, it, it's broad-based in that it's more than just the university and colleges. Well, absolutely. And I, uh, I appreciate you saying so. Taking, taking, more, taking words out of my mouth. <laughs> Sorry, Matthew. <laughs> and I would encourage everyone to go to our website, voteyestoinvest.com. Okay, and we'll um, put that, that on our website. Our website. That has lots of information on there. We have pages and pages of information. Again, voteyestoinvest.com. And so what, if we can assure folks at home that, God forbid, there was ever an administrative change, uh, a governor change, God forbid, because um, we love our Governor McCrory, that this money isn't going to go off being used for, for, for crazy stuff. Matthew, we're, know, we're getting ready. We're getting ready to go to break. I want to thank you so much for coming on and answering our questions here today. Again, everybody, vote yes to invest.com. Get your information. Be informed. Get out and vote. I say support the bond and support the future of North Carolina. Well, hey, let me tell you just one thing. It's, I voted yesterday. I voted yes on the bond. I wasn't as informed as I should, but it's on the back of the ballot. So you have to look on the back of the ballot or you'll miss it. Um, turn your ballot over and look at it. It's there. All right, Matthew, thank you so much for being with us today. I appreciate you listening. All right, everybody, get another cup of coffee and we'll be right back. And we are back live on City Talk with Lee and Sabrina. We're coming to you on 94.1. WNBU. WNBU. (laughs) You're going to scare everybody. Uh, You can also uh, live stream with us at talknewburn.net. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And you can get involved in the discussion City Talk at talknewburn.net. Now that our guest is off the phone, you can call us at 252-633-4243. Denny, some final thoughts we had a great discussion. no the, the question we were discussing off the air uh, in, the, in the little break was that you know obama had a stimulus package that and i can tell you that uh, 
the housing authority got a bunch of money from that. They wasted it. They squandered it. They did. They well, squandered it and You're wasted it. You're talking about with the clotheslines and stuff clothes like that. Clotheslines. Yeah, 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 I'm talking about the Obama I stimulus find package. All of it to you know, we're all afraid. <laughs> Denny was afraid of the, of getting squandered. Um, what, what were your concerns? Well, yeah, I think that my concerns were that uh, when we when we have a political entity. And even though we got good guys running the state right now, it, it, there are a lot of people that are going to have to have their hands in this thing. And my concern is, how does this money get allocated? Who's responsible for letting the contracts for many, many, many projects? Uh, there's going to be a lot of a lot of effort and money is going to have to go into this, putting this thing together. And that's that's my concern. Um, rather than doing it a piece at a time, we're throwing a, a whole massive project together. So that, that and I, I'll probably vote yes. Um, I think it's probably more good than not. Uh, but I am concerned about something this massive uh, and, and how it's going to be managed. Yeah, well, when you, when you, give, a, when you give politicians a bunch of money and... Um, Without without limitations, they're gonna they're gonna find stuff to do with it. But that was my concern. I think he addressed it. Yeah. I think he addressed. There's yeah, enough safeguards there, and I trust Pat McCrory. He was here. Uh, he was here. He's done g very good things since uh, since he's been in office. I hope he gets reelected. And he he uh, he's, he seemed to be he he, he put it like this at the, when when he's here the other day. We are competing against South Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia for resources, jobs. Retention, manufacturing. If we don't keep up with our infrastructure and our education, people are going to go elsewhere. You know, elsewhere. True. We can't have that. And so I'm willing because I trust McCory and that and his administration enough to vote yes on this bond and say, look, you got to trust. At some point, there's enough restrictions and safeguards. I think something good can come out of this bond. You know, we can either sit back and complain about what we don't have and how things aren't working and this, that, or we can step up and do something about it. I look at the fact that we're doing something about it within the realms of what we can do. Now, if they came to us and said, look, it's going to be a one-penny tax increase, we need this, I would say, forget it. If That's you what the city bond is if about. If you can't work within your own budget, and again, I look at it like buying so a home. You can't buy a home, spend more more than what people, you know, you're credit worthy for. So we are credit worthy for this plus additional, but this, I think this is conservative based on our credit worthiness and, you know, let's do it. We can sit around and talk about it all day long, but at least we're stepping up. I, I think my final thought would be that one thing that we can look at is that when McCrory took office and the, the administration switched from uh, the D's to the R's, we owed the federal government 2.63, billion dollars that we had borrowed from the federal government. By the way, we paid interest on that. I didn't realize that, but we had to pay the federal government interest on 2.3 billion. In less than two years, I think three years, that was paid back and we now have a billion dollar surplus right. in our unemployment insurance fund. And now they're gonna look at reducing the cost of unemployment insurance to those of us who employ people. So um, I, I, I think that, uh, that we got a, a group of people in Raleigh right now who, who understand how to manage things. So that's right. the positive in this. The house is in order, and that's the way I yeah, look at it. I so agree. And two-thirds of that bond is going to higher education, going into education, which we desperately need. Everybody talks about it. Look, we have the best universities in the country as far as I'm concerned, our public universities. And that's the only way we're going to keep people best, here. But, you know, and, and people complain about, you know, Chapel Hill tends to get more than, let's say, a Pembroke or, uh, you know, an a a t a 
Uh, A&T. A&T. But, you know, this will kind of put it out there. They all studied what they needed. They they sent their requests in, and everybody's getting something, and I think that's a good thing. And, of course, I'm more than excited for ECU. I'm more than excited for Craven, Commun- for Craven Community College. Right, and they'll spend every penny of that wisely. $90 million for ECU means $90 million for development for of Eastern, Eastern North Carolina. Carolina. You better believe it. And so, um, you know, I, I think it's a good thing. Um, I'm excited that, Denny, you came here to, to – Talk back and forth, and we want to hear other opinion, other opinions. Because City Talk, we're about listening to all the sides. You know, Lee and I rant and rave. We rant about City Hall all the time. There's no doubt about Can it. I keep but, ranting about that? But, but once again, once again, oh, we in, we invite the city manager, we invite the mayor, we invite the board of aldermen to come here. Just like you know, Denny, we had a difference of opinion on this, but we came, we discussed it, we brought our best points forward, and we walk out the door and we shake hands. I wish City Hall could be more like that. Denny, let me shake that big hand of yours thank you very much for being here today god that is a big hand it's been a pleasure (laughs) thank you danny (laughs) okay okay well hold on before we get into our next segment i want to say we got a we got uh sarah and uh craig sent me a text message they said we'd like to plug the craven county schools budget forums that are happening i attended the first public forum last night at trent park elementary and was very satisfied with the availability of school administrators with respect to discussing the specifics when it comes to the budget expenditures and the policies uh, if parents teachers and tax taxpayers have concerns the the forecasted deficit they need to attend and ensure their voices are heard administrators are listening that's a that's a good thing when we have uh, actual administrators and people in power listening and for for Sarah and Craig who are uh, outspoken critics of the of the the school board at times for them to say that the the budget forms are happening and that they're good go out and get involved by the way it's kids is if you're interested in your kids, oh no! You know what? Denny just tossed my hair. I've been putting no, it's been all, all week long. He just walked out <laughs> like I'm like I'm Dennis the Menace. I had hairspray on there. Hello. My hair had been hello? everybody. Everybody had been noticing that my hair looked good. I dropped like a pound this week, so I'm looking spelt. Uh, <laughs> all right, so moving right along. To what? What are we moving along we, to? We, we have another guest in the studio we with do. us, and, and she's been with us before, but welcome, Dr. Vanna Prewitt. We're glad to have you again. And Thanks, uh, Sabrina. And welcome here. And you're here to talk about, I think Rotary's doing something pretty big in the next couple of weeks. So we go, which, what are we going to talk about first? Well, we're going to talk about Mardi Gras okay, tomorrow. Okay. Oh, Mar- Mardi Gras tomorrow. That's right. Let's First things first. And I'm sorry. You know, one of the questions I've gotten is... Mardi Gras happened a month ago. So, you know, what what's going on here? So maybe you can dispel the myth. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> I've had that question a lot. Why are we doing Mardi Gras in March? When yes, it's in that the was my of, question. Of Lent. And it's because it's too doggone cold in February. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, it was early. Degrees. It was really early this Not year. Not if you're a true Christian like myself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, actually, my my there's two traditions in Mardi Gras. Okay, one is thousands of years old and that is the celebration of the return of spring and if you go back before the christian era people would eat the last of their winter stores once the spring would arrive and the lambs would be born and you can start collecting some early grains and whatnot and they would feast and certain parts of the world actually took some extra steps to help celebrate 
procreation. They do the maypole. They would adorn <laughs> the maypole is what you're trying to say. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, it was sort of a free-for-all. And uh, that's kind of got the... You mean bacchanalian orgies? Yeah, that's the All one. Right. <laughs> so Mardi Gras literally translated means... We're starving here. Give us food. No, Fat Tuesday. Oh, all right. Sorry. <laughs> like like in, in Spanish, it'd be gordo. But yes, <laughs> yes, yes. All right, I, I didn't so know So that. that's what it said. It's kind of the pre-Christian celebration of spring, really. So we're going to tone it down. We're not doing the maypole or any bacchanalian mm -hmm. orgies. No. What, are, what are we going to be doing? We're going to be dressing up in purple, green, and gold, which are our traditional colors for Mardi Gras. And we're going to be serving food. We're going to have a community potluck. We've got, oh gosh, what have we got? We've got um, Unknown Tongues, and they play Cajun Zydeco music uh, from New Orleans. They live out in My Gloucester. My grandma and your grandma <laughs> okay. sitting by the fire. Right. Your grandma said, My grandma gonna light the night on fire. Talk about hay now. <laughs> Really, you're not are you, joining in? Are you in? performing tomorrow? <laughs> no, I was okay. trying to get we it going. Gi we okay. can give him a mic. Okay. I, forget it. You guys are it's bringing dangerous. me down. You see what happened to us here. It's dangerous. <laughs> bringing me down. All so, right. yeah, and the Craven Brass Quintet for some uh, New Orleans um, um, jazz, um, Dixieland. And we've got the John Canoe Troupe coming in to love do those some John drumming and a little John drumming workshop with Where's this going to be then? It's going to be in Ghent on Spencer Avenue. We've blocked off three streets, and we're having a parade at 2 o'clock. Um, I know that uh, John Siegel had said he's got an 18-foot trailer that Riverbend is decking out for the uh, event. And fun. I've got they a float so that fun. we put together, and I've got several other people who've commented. We've got a, an equestrian team coming. Uh, so we've got some decorated horses and uh, lots of walking crews and people who haven't actually let me know yet that they're coming. And I keep That's hearing, oh, yeah, the Antique uh, Thunderbird Car Club called the other day and said they wanted to be in it. So. Awesome. So what time will uh, the festivity start? So if people want to head that way before or after, but mm -hmm. the parade's at 2 o'clock, and what time do we'll the other? We'll walk off the street starting at noon, Okay. and uh, the vendors will start trickling in. We line up for the parade at 1 o'clock, so people can come as early as noon. Um, other things will start off about 1 o'clock, and the parade at 2, and then we'll go until 5. So now, the people that live in Ghent, the great neighbors over there, and let me tell you something, um, I, towards the end of my term in office, when we redistrict, I got to get the people in Ghent under... Uh, in my in my ward and <laughs> you've got some great people out there I'll tell you they love they love that neighborhood they love that community they have done so much to try to preserve it and really make it the community it was many many years mm -hmm. ago so it's really cool but now are they all just making potluck and bringing their food to the corner or how's that work yeah a lot of people are doing potluck the people on the the three blocks are actually a lot of them are hosting porch parties so they'll have food and beverages and Fun samples. I'm, I've made up a boatload of pralines and gumbo, and you know people have samples of food to share from Creole and Cajun cooking. So yeah, we've got events going on all up and down the street and, and street open, performers and open to the public and yes, just saying everybody absolutely. come on and enjoy and you know get here we are we're opening it up to the rest of New Bern and yep. come see how good our community is. That absolutely, is awesome. and that it's is very awesome. child friendly. A lot of people have jumped to the conclusion New Orleans. Oh my gosh, is going to be rowdy in an adult event. Not at all. People who live in New Orleans know that the suburbs where the parades often start out. They're very kid-friendly. These are local neighbors, just like we have in Ghent. People who care about each other and like to socialize, and kids are essential for a parade. And we, we throw beads. 
Uh, we're trying to educate people so they don't duck. Uh, <laughs> don't duck the beads. Don't just, duck the beads. Just take it. Just no, take those beads. No, hands overhead, throw me some beads, and make eye contact with the person in the parade so that they know beads are coming your way. Don't get whacked in the head. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it that was good. Can you remember the, the 300th parade when we had the mayor of Bern here, and he'd just gotten off a plane, three days on a plane. He, I know. He was, and I was riding around, I was going... Uh, and he had these little things he was throwing to the pe- to the children. I s- he goes, watch this. I'm going to throw this one at that child. And I was like, no, in here we throw them too. He goes, <laughs> yeah. I know that. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. All right, so, story. so we've told everybody now about the big Mardi Gras event. But now you're also here. I want you to talk a little bit about the St. Patrick's Day yes. event for Rotary because Rotary is – so important. I'm a Rotarian. I happen to just belong to the Breakfast Club, but Rotary is so important in this community. Yeah. They do so many good things for so many people here. Um, and so, tell us what the noon Rotary, the noon Rotary that meets at one, mm-hmm. is is doing um, uh, for St. Patrick's Day. Yes, actually, this will be our new signature event. Annually, we'll hold a St. Patrick's Day function down at the farmers market this year, anyway. And we have uh, the music group from Greenville, Trainwreck, coming. A lot of people took one look at that picture and said, wow, they don't look very Irish. <laughs> and no, they, they don't. Um, but I don't, I don't look very Italian, though. You really <laughs> do. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and and the, um, the event will just be a dance. Uh, we've got green beer. We've got Guinness. We've got some other options to choose from, and we'll be having a corned beef. Are, are we allowed to move our arms at, at the dance? Because those river dancers never move their arms. Yes, and yes. Yeah, like I don't we'll know why they do that. Music, I, was told, right, I was told by an Irish girl I dated one time that they started not moving their hands when they're dancing so they didn't spill their beer. I'm not sure if that's true. I Can think that might be a myth. All right. <laughs> She was cute. I believed a lot. She said. So yeah, we've got we've got a fun event coming up on the 18th, six to 10 p.m. down at the farmers market, and uh, the money that we raise goes to local charities. And this is something that a lot of people don't realize. We help fund local scholarships for high school students. We also fund uh, Mercy Clinic and. Um, Speaking of which, next week our show is going to be about Mercy Clinic. So a great show. We'll have Priscilla Miller here, Johnny Robinson, one of the board members. Yes. And so everybody stay tuned because it's going to be a great show. So the okay. Mardi Gras date is? Mardi Gras date is tomorrow. Tomorrow. March 5th. March 5th. Mm-hmm. And March 5th, I'm writing this down on my calendar, mm-hmm. and the Rotary um, St. Patrick's Day is March 18th. 18th. March Friday. 18th. Mm-hmm. Where can they go for information on the Rotary stuff? The Rotary, they can go to our website. That's New Bern Rotary Club. Make sure you put the club in at the end or you get Sabrina's <laughs> chapter of the Rotary. <laughs> and um, we can we sell them online. I'm starting to get quite a few online ticket sales. And they can pick them up at the outlets, which are at Crave and Wine, at Mitchell's Hardware, at um, Mickey Milligan's, and triple play great also and of course you know mitchell's does a great job greg and his team do a great job of selling them but you know get out and get your tickets you know don't panic newburn usually waits till the week of to buy tickets but it'll be a great friday night out and really celebrating Mm -hmm. and i think um pub crawl going on Uh, the next night i think on saturday night they're going to have pub crawl downtown they usually do pretty traditional for uh for uh 
St. Patrick's Day, but what a great weekend. This and I want to pitch you know? also that we will have a, a traditional boiled Irish dinner, you know, the corned beef, cabbage, potato thing. But you don't have to buy that in order to come in. We have entry tickets for $10, and, we ha- and it comes with one free beverage. Okay. And then we have the $20 tickets, which includes your meal. So Awesome. Perfect. Perfect. That's great. Well, um, Vanna, always a pleasure oh, to have you, you here. You're thank just you, Lee. doing lots of things. We're going to get you back sometime, too, and we're going to continue to talk about CNI and work you're doing over there. But, everybody, we're going to come right back. We're going to wrap up, and Lee and I will have a few more things to say about the city. Uh, down, dick it down, dick it down, dick it down, 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 And uh, we're going to be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, and you're back on City Talk Live with Sabrina and Lee. Hi atop the Omarks building. Today we were educational, informative on the bond. I'll tell you what, I was really happy to, to have the governor in town. He did a great speech. He I did. was happy to see that uh, Mayor Outlaw actually donated. I saw his name. Oh, but yeah, he- our good Democratic mayor. I'm so glad to know that he's um, come over from the dark side. So. I, saw, I, saw his, I saw his name Not on a tag. Once, twice so, this year. So he donated to that. I didn't know a Democrats would, would come, but I'm glad to see that Mayor Outlaw supports uh, Governor McCrory. That is a wonderful thing. Thank you, Dana. That's one of the most sensible things you've done in a long time. <laughs> now, let's get on to something that isn't sensible. Tell me, according to the mayor, what is the difference between a redneck and a good old boy? Well, I understand from the Trash Summit that his description that he gave was that rednecks drink their beer and throw the beer bottle out the window, creating trash. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. But the good old boys, they still drink the beer, but they leave their beer bottle in their car. Oh, I didn't know that. That <laughs> solves the age-old mystery. Thank you, Mayor Allen. I was Outlaw. kind of amazed at that comment, but that hey, no, know. no, the uh, the collards and cabbage thing still uh, still amazes <laughs> Looms, me even more. Looms you know there. what? You know what? That we had the, the the that really really silly silly meeting that the that the that the, uh, the alderman's meeting on Tuesday. The silliest part about it was that they kept calling that lady. The clerk, the city clerk. They have someone sitting in there pretending to be the city clerk. She is this white woman. Uh, what's her name? I forget it too. And but <laughs> our real city clerk, the first African American city clerk in the history of Newburn in our three hundred and fourteen year history. And she's is banished. N- she's banished. Do do not disrespect the office of city clerk and the office of, of Veronica. Uh, by calling some other lady and pretending she's the city clerk. Either fire Veronica, get a pair, or stop. That's it. And let me tell you something. The law is pretty specific, and she remains the clerk of the city of New Bern until she either resigns or she is fired, neither of which have taken place, and it is a distinction service and i it's an injustice it's an absolute and injustice all of it the is first because african-american woman as a city clerk well, has been the banished to the hinterlands she was told that if she didn't move over to parks and rec that the clerk's job was going to be made into a part-time job i want you to know in my research and i'll be glad to share it with anybody not one city in the state of north carolina in 100 counties is there a city of 30,000 people that has a part-time clerk? They all have full-time clerks. So what happened was our, our group of aldermen and their hateful. wisdom... 
they decided that that would be the way to push her to the side because uh, she is a 26-year employee, 26 years with the city of New Bern, and if she went part-time, she would lose her retirement. Well, How do you do that to somebody? How do you disrespect somebody like that? You know, and I want you to know something. She is the most humble, most gracious person at City Hall, and she would not fight this. She would not say anything. She just went quietly, and to me, that is using your power to the extreme. So I, I She just has been so banished. You know the last time I saw her? This morning, I went in to get uh, breakfast, and I saw her on a milk carton. That's the last time. <laughs> that's the last time I saw. So it's the truth. Bad. That is a true so story. Bad. I am telling you from the bottom but of my heart. Milk carton missing is what she is. All right, as we wind okay, as we wind down today, we've got a minute left. We wind down today. Want to thank again, um, Doctor Doctor Vanna, for coming and being with us today and talking about. Uh, the things that are going on in Ghent and in our city. I want to also thank uh, Matthew Heeb um, uh, for coming and if talking If you're voting early, if right. you look on the Heb. back of Excuse the... Excuse me, I said Heeb again, Heb, uh, for coming to us and talking with Denny Booker. Thanks to Denny Booker and discussing this. You know, we want to get out and inform everybody and have all sides of the story here. Again, I invite the mayor, the board of aldermen, the city manager, department heads to come and dispel anything we're saying. I have no problem with that. I do have I, I one question the for the, I do have one question for Alderman Odom. What's the difference between stain and paint oh, and what should I right, use stop, on my deck? Stop, no. Stop, stop. Okay? <laughs> I told you that. Everybody, you have a great weekend. Have some Mardi Gras fun. Thank you for listening to us and guess what? We're going to see you. We'll see on you on the, the sidewalk. Have a great Friday. <laughs>